0: Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and happy holidays to all of our fans and friends. Before we get into today's holiday edition of Lions of Liberty with our annual Naughty or Nice episode, I want to make sure you guys know about a very special promotion we are running right now for anyone who signs up over at our Patreon by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride and supporting us for $5 or higher per month. You can find that over at patreon.com slash Liberty. We are just giving away merchandise, including some brand new merchandise we're featuring in our store. No matter what level you sign up at, starting at 5 or higher, you will get a free item. At $5, you will get a free Lions of Liberty beer koozie. At $10 or higher, you will get a free Lions of Liberty winter knit cap. They are very, very warm and very snazzy. At 15 or higher, you will get a brand new Lions of Liberty zip-up Hoodie. And at 25 or higher, the Mufasa level, where you get to join us for a monthly conference call, you will get every single gift item I just mentioned, which also is in addition to all of the regular perks you get. You get various t-shirts, posters, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, depending on your pledge level. So we are just giving away merchandise to anybody who supports our show in this special holiday time of year please do head on over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Sign up between now and December 31st at midnight eastern to take advantage of this very special offer.
1: Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark
0: Christmas, you filthy animals. That is right. It is time once again to welcome you back to the original. That's right. We now have to add that to our descriptor, the original libertarian variety show. The Lions of Liberty podcast is our annual Naughty or Nice 2018. Well, it's not 2018 annually, but you get the drift. You get the drift. The point is I've gathered gathered my fellow lions, many of them here, to celebrate these holidays and look back on the, who was naughty and who was nice for liberty in 2018. Let's get to it. Let's bring everybody in. Why don't we start with the birthday boy? It was just his birthday very recently. He is extremely hungover and we're very happy to have him here after I had to reschedule the show several times due to my own uh, improprieties in life. Brian McWilliams, host of Electric Liberty Land, the very hungover now 39 year old, I believe. Brian Yep. What's I am up?
2: 39. My voice will be very low, but at least I have a voice. But I got that low, low, swing, low, sweet chariot hangover voice. So, <laughs>
0: Brian, when's the last time you recorded a podcast where you didn't sound like you were losing your voice? At least the 90s. It, it has to be at least a month.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's somewhere in the mid 90s. Before by podcasting. the way, what the hell? I was listening to one show with uh, whatever it was where JB was on, and I swear to God,
0: JB sounded like Barry Manilow. It was ridiculous. (laughs) That was the conspiracy corner we did last month for uh, Lions of Liberty Pride members, our Patreon supporters. I thought he was
2: like in slow motion. It sounded like the the audio engineer slowed his voice down to make it sound low and bizarre.
0: He sounds much better today based on our our pre-show chat. So, uh, Brian, a quick couple questions, though, before we move on. My one question is, what are you drinking, if at all? And also, is Die Hard a Christmas movie, yes or no? Uh, I just
2: watched Die Hard today, and it is, in fact, a Christmas movie. It has Christmas themes throughout. It has Christmas music, and uh, it's got, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. So, yes, it is definitely the Christmas movie. There
0: you go, and it looks like you're drinking out of a bottle directly, so that's a good sign.
2: No, I have a glass today. I only drink uh, liters of bourbon out of bottles directly. I'm drinking Red Breast. Very good. uh, Which Rico and I had in Ireland. It's my
1: favorite Irish whiskey.
2: Well, I'm drinking it. I'm not enjoying it though. I'm too hungover to enjoy it. It's just kind of like a thing that I'm doing. Just because we have to do to a podcast,
1: do it.
0: and it's, and it's yeah, a party. Exactly. It's the official exactly. Lions Liberty Christmas party. That's why I have a Star Wars Christmas sweater on. As I'll display. But yes, as, oh, that's a nice earlier. sweater.
2: But as you said, I my birthday party was last night. Uh, Mark did not attend because he was throwing up. And, but now uh, you get a sushi
0: dinner out of it, so you win. <laughs>
2: that's true, and that sushi place is delicious.
0: I didn't know we decided where we're going, but we can we can discuss that. Off oh, there. you know where we're going. The most, I'm not going to say it, <laughs> they're not getting a free
2: plug. No <laughs> one gets a free plug on this show.
0: All right. Well, I'll, next I'll bring in since he spoke out of turn already. I'll bring in uh, J B Lubin, who's who much like uh, another guest coming on later, has offered in the way of he's offered that he's going to give very little insight to the show. But I don't know if you've been on these before, J B. These libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor shows. We never have insight. That's the whole point. We're here to yeah, drink, I'm, so don't worry. What are you drinking? Hardly. You what are know. you drinking? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie?
1: Only two things I care to hear uh, about. all right um so'll we'll start with the drink <laughs> I have a little golden monkey but I only have one bottle of that so I'll switch the cider afterwards I guess and then I have some balveni triple cast again that I got from the UK I don't even know the words you're saying what is what is a uh... golden monkey it's a victory very strong ale forget what style I think it might be a Belgian triple but it's uh it's like nine percent it's pretty it's pretty solid and the balveni that is a scotch whiskey. It's the triple cast. I think you can only find it in the UK. I've yet to see it in the United States. Every time I go to the UK, I have to buy at least one bottle, or I can never drink it.
0: Uh, And more importantly, is Die Hard a Christmas movie, yes or no?
1: I'll say yeah, for all the reasons, you know. I was going to say the machine gun line, but then it got stolen from me. So I have nothing else to add other than yes.
0: All righty, moving on. Why don't we bring in the old host of Felony Friday, the man uh, with the purple microphone. <laughs> we'll debate colors some other time. Uh, Mr. John Odermat. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Welcome back.
3: It's great to be here. Great to be back on maybe my, my favorite version of L.A.L.D.L., the uh, Naughty or Nice show. I love it. The only time when I drink uh, an eggnog with some whiskey in it. Did oh, yeah. I too drink eggnog. eggnog. <laughs> I make my own eggnog.
2: I have some eggnog in the How uh, refrigerator. Do you make Kirkland Kirkland browned eggnog from Costco is delicious and strong.
0: Well. I never chimed in. I'm actually drinking Old New England pumpkin spice eggnog that I bought at Ralphs earlier, and I have some other that eggnog as a backup. sounds
2: disgusting. I also it's, have some It's,
0: uh, it's kind of gross actually. Yeah.
2: Hey, do you like milk and pumpkin? That pretty gross. Cuz no. we got to drink for <laughs> you in general well, I like gross.
1: pumpkin if spice lattes, it, so I figured no, If we're going to drink it, might as well go all in.
0: I'm almost done with this one, so it'll be on to other eggnogs soon, but anyway.
3: Just in case things get crazy, I just got this. Just You never know. <laughs> just in case, <laughs> oh an extra handle are you doing of your Jim own, Beam.
2: Are you doing your own whiskey uh, challenge God, no. by yourself tonight?
3: Never again.
0: <laughs> For those of you on seeing the video, our $10 and up members on Patreon, you just got to see a big handle of whiskey, a big handle of Jim Beam that Odie has over there.
2: They're seeing gold looking at me right now. They get, to, But they get to see, as uh, Rico uh, had commented, well, he's on the call. Anyway, as Rico's commented, my left eye does, in fact, close far more than my right eye when I'm hungover and drunk. So you can enjoy that at home for 10 Just for $10, uh, <laughs> guys, you can see this. It's worth Glorian it, really. Also, you're, see you're Brian barely able to, keep entire, able to keep his eyes open. Your
3: entire body is kind of falling off the screen to the left. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I have a leftward lean to all things. That 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 one act of closing my left eye throws my entire equilibrium off. weights my body that way. odie Die
0: Hard Christmas movie. Sure. Yeah. There's not going to be one contrarian in this, is there? I thought we'd have a whole debate about it. Everyone's just like, yeah, it is. We haven't gotten to me yet. Well, so, hey, it's Rico, everybody—the man who has offered to occasionally chime in with commentary, but he didn't did not, did not want to formally be on the show. But he is formerly on the show because you just heard him. So Rico. Hello. Hi. I thought What's you were going to
4: forget about me, but it's OK. I'm
0: I was planning to. I'm and then you started talking to the Goonies so no anyway.
4: So it's more
0: <laughs> Rico is literally doing a live watch of the Goonies. Brian's like tech doing voice text right
1: now. <laughs> secretly. If anyone
4: wants to live watch with me, I'm kind of towards the end where they're going down the giant
0: water
1: slide into the map. Med- is it on TVS?
0: it's on CMT. <laughs> You can even hear Goonies in the background when, when Rico comes on. That's my favorite part. What, what scene are we on, you, right just now?
4: came out of that, those water slides, that oh. all, and then they end up in the cavern with the ship. So they're, they're just in the... Oh,
0: you're getting close to the end. You're going to yeah, finish before the show's sad. over.
4: Um, and when I turned this on, I realized that I lost $20 to Brian in a bet like two years ago. I hadn't seen it in quite some time.
0: Yes, a bet about Goonies? And
4: it's an embarrassing bet to admit but I thought that Sean Ashton's character was Corey Haim. <laughs>
0: well, you're an idiot. That's why I win bets. I would how I win money off Rico. Was that how the bet was phrased? Because it should have been given away by when he said no, Sean Ashton's obviously character. Obviously Corey Feldman was in there and I thought <laughs> Who played Sean Ashton's character? Sean Ashton or Corey Haim?
4: Well, I'm like, no, it was Corey Haim. Like I I, I don't remember why it came up and then I bet on twenty dollars as Corey Hane. I just assumed that any movie that Corey Feldman was in, Corey Ham was also in.
2: Well, that well, is—you can tell that through you. to me, Rico. Uh, yes.
4: Did and you? I, and I remember that was right before we went to go get all you can eat sushi.
2: So. Wow. Oh. Wow. Man's got a vivid memory. Date night for me and Rico. You know how it goes.
0: Uh, what, what else are you drinking over there?
4: I'm drinking Blue Moon.
0: With an he looks so comfortable. Eh? He's the only one that looks comfortable. We're all in chairs at desks, I'm like so like real podcasters. He's yeah. lounged on a couch in. A, He's on holiday here. Yeah. Why
4: should I be uncomfortable for a show I'm barely on?
0: Where are you, Florida? <laughs>
4: no, I'm in I'm in my living. Room. Oh, it's
0: your regular living room. This
2: is fascinating y- content.
4: Anyways, I was going to uh, weigh in on the diehard debate, yes. by giving a a different answer. Please, the please do. Why do people talk about whether Die Hard is a Christmas <laughs> movie when they should be talking about why Die Hard with a Vengeance is so much better than the original Die Hard?
3: That's by far my We're favorite change Die Hard. the whole Hard. paradigm.
0: Is
2: yeah, that the second the, one with the, it's the military? The third one with Samuel
3: yeah. Jackson.
4: I haven't confession. One, I don't think I've seen, seen
2: it. it. The first one's way better than that one. Are you kidding you, you me? You haven't
4: seen Die Hard with a Vengeance? It's been so long since I haven't it. seen I it. it. I
2: said that it's not as good as the first In one.
4: In fact,
0: I've never seen well, any eight. sequels to Die Hard.
4: Well, the second one's ridiculous because they're like fighting on a they're literally have a fight on a plane that's on the like on the tarmac at LAX or something. It's moving and they're fighting on the plane. The wing. So that that's <laughs> and
3: then diehard hard F- I four thought you were gonna say in the air whole... but then you said on the tarmac. I kinda took it yeah.
4: down. Well bit. it's moving. It's like I think it's just <laughs> landing. So it's going like four hundred miles an hour and they're somehow standing on the wing and throwing punches so you like the the third
2: uh, one because of samuel o jackson which i believe has the line someone get these motherfucking snakes off of this motherfucking mclean
0: yeah that's the one that's the movie
2: (laughs) that was a great joke somebody out there is gonna get it but not you idiots
0: if i feel generous enough in this holiday season i will edit in a laughter there it's
2: not (laughs) getting any better All right, well, uh, this is at the start of the podcast. That's the joke I had at the beginning. I think this is what's going to happen towards the end.
0: I think this is maybe the fifth year in a row we've done this, naughty or nice. We did this even from the very beginning of the podcast. So, uh, very excited to bring you this very special feature again where we go through various names in the political world and judge if they are naughty or nice. For Liberty, and I'm very much looking forward to it, but before we really dig into some of the more debatable characters, I want to go through just some easy nices, some big shout outs, and, and you guys can feel free to chime in anywhere you want, uh, and if you're going to make noise, like whoever that was, you should probably mute your mic. That's my bad. I, I, I assumed it was Rico until I looked and saw him mute already, so I apologize already for the false accusation in my mind, but I do want to give out some nices to uh, really to First of all, I think the number one nice has to go to the members of the Lions of Liberty Pride, the 100-plus supporters that we have over on Patreon who have funded this show, who have enabled us to do things like have video chats and have video content, have sent us to Porkfest this year, put on by Roger Paxton and his lovely wife, Jessica, who sent us to the Libertarian National Convention this year. Uh, really, they, the people who have funded this program have enabled us not to only do the regular podcast that we've been doing for five years here, but to really expand what we're doing, to send us a Across the country to uh give you liberty coverage uh, on the scenes and i think it's been a really just a huge boon to the show since we started this patreon so that's the number one nice everybody who sent us a dime even if uh you know from from anybody who pledges even a dollar a month which which are some of you guys uh to our hundred dollars a month people we've got uh our man bobby wilson uh who's the other hundred dollar guy help us out here (laughs) Rachel Rachel, Kennedy Watson there we go nice
2: Mark nice Merry Christmas you filthy animals (laughs) we don't even remember your name hey we had Davey (laughs)
0: Martinez at the $100 level for a while Jason Carrier at the $100 level for a while for any amount of time that people have sent us any amount of money honestly every dime really does help because we spend every single dime to do things with this program so number one nice is go to all of you out there in Prideville
3: you're welcome,
0: and Rico. <laughs> that includes Rico and Rico, JB, actually.
3: JB and Howie. Yeah, in the Howie. Howie is that the They actually pay for level? the privilege
0: of being on the show. It's incredible how that works.
3: Yeah, how about that?
0: Howie's basically how
2: paying himself in a way. Pretty as part much. of the podcast,
0: and he works for us by putting our news links together. Howie gets a nice too. Let's give Howie a special nice since he couldn't be on the show. Uh, unfortunately, well,
2: thank, thank you guys. I didn't realize that you're gonna give me a nice <laughs> podcast, here. but I really appreciate it. I didn't. I, <laughs> If I had known, I would have uh, composed this speech.
0: He sent me that recorded file earlier, so. <laughs> his recorded acceptance Seven speech. Guinness is deep. Moving on, though. could not be here tonight. But... <laughs> was that Rico's attempt? He sent in this-
4: yeah, that was my pitiful attempt. Uh,
0: but I also want to toss out some nicest to uh, really to many of our fellow libertarian podcasters. I think I've seen a lot of growth in the libertarian podcast movement in the last year or so. Uh, you know, we've ha- we have of course our good friends at the League of Liberty. We got Johnny Rocket Adams, Chris Spangle, Howie's best friend over at We Are Libertarians. Uh, we've got uh, Roger Paxson who put on the aforementioned Pork Fest. Uh, really appreciative of all the support from all of our fellow League of Liberty podcast members. Be sure to check them out. Of course, we've had. A, a great time having a lot of Dave Smith fans come over to the show, running an ad campaign with him, so big shout out to Dave Smith uh, Mance Raider, we're running ads uh, along with him as well this year and uh, getting a lot, I think he's really blown up and, and put on a lot of, a lot of great content out this year, I'm going to give him a shout out uh, who else we got here, Dan Smots we got to give a shout out to because he has helped us so much with our graphics, with our music with so much of the stuff we do here, uh, sort of behind the scenes, uh, who else out there Brian, your best friend, Jason Stapleton, we got to give a shout out to um, yeah, I mean, just pretty much we, I know it's, te- and it's theoretically competition, you know, we're all fighting for the airwaves, the Liberty airwaves in a sense, but I really feel like, uh, in so many ways, the libertarian podcast community is a little different because we're, we're all trying to help each other out. We're really not trying to tear each other down except sometimes. And we don't really need to talk about that right now.
2: Don't so forget Nick Bacone, exactly. give him a shout out. Nick
0: Bacone, who we'll be talking about a little bit later. He's got a really cool musical, uh, Liberty related thing. We'll tease it right now. It's called, uh, what's it called? Odie? Freedom 365, I believe. You're the expert on this one.
3: Liberty Song 365.
0: Liberty Song? No,
3: it's not. Yours, no, it's Freedom, Freedom 365. You got it right. <laughs> well, we'll plug it in further detail later on.
0: freedomsong365.com. You can go That's ahead it. and That's plug it. that into your URL right now and check it out. But got something really cool that we'll tell you about a little bit later in the show, but I think it's time to dive right in. You guys have any more naughty, nices, just quick ones you want to mention? I also want to give a shout out to, uh, I think, one of my favorite podcasts that I did this year, and that was with Gene Epstein, and um, not just for that podcast and his full breakdown of all the arguments against every argument for socialism possible uh, that I got from listeners of the show, but just his great debate that he did on capitalism versus socialism and and how fired up he got. I thought that was just uh, one of my highlights of the year in terms of uh, libertarian media and that sort Thing, but anything else you guys want to mention while we're or being nice?
2: Nothing. We're not nice people, Mark. (laughs) We mostly like to complain about things. At least I do. All
0: right. Well, I I suppose we should dive right in then. And uh, this one took most of the show last year, and I imagine it might do that again. But uh, I, I think there's no more obvious place to start than with the man himself, the Presidente de los Estados Unidos, sir. Donald Trump, and I believe he was recently dubbed a sir and knighted by the queen. Hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that news story, but uh, he's a – let's say he's a a conundrum, I think, for libertarians just from my point of view because in reality, there's no such thing as a libertarian president under our current context. It's not really possible. You can't really execute – the office of the presidency in a a fully libertarian way. And I I certainly couldn't say that Donald Trump is a libertarian in any way, but he's done a lot of interesting things lately that it seems like if I were uh, a betting man, I would bet that Trump heard the show last year and heard a lot of the conversation and decided that he wanted to really give himself a little boost right before the show, and that's why he's made some of his recent moves.
3: I don't know. What do you guys think? If you actually go back and listen to last year's show, I predicted Trump would pull out of Syria and Afghanistan. Go back and check the tape. Wow. Did you just listen to that this morning? No, I have Fair? no idea if I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just on the fact we that you know that name, no one will 100%. actually go back and check the tape. you just people,
0: gonna... I guarantee you people.
1: Will. <laughs> some, Joey
0: Meyer will check the tape.
1: Exactly. 1-1. Joey Meyer
2: will check the tape. He's, he is our official archivist,
3: but uh, yeah, Trump, Trump is, uh, yeah, yeah I listen to Scott Adams. I, I know some of you guys do as well. And I think, I think it was today's live that Scott did or yesterday. I don't know. One of the two. And his theory on this, on Trump pulling out of Syria and um, saying he's going to, you know, pull some of the troops out of Afghanistan, really comes down to <clears throat> him being backed into a corner uh, with all the, you know, legal stuff that they're throwing at him. You know, trying to, you know, threaten impeachment and, and all that, which definitely could be true. This. Rises above that and shakes the box, as they say. So I'm not sure if that's the motivation. I I don't really care where the motivation comes from. Uh, It's pretty cool that we have a president that is willing to do that. Not saying that uh, Donald Trump is some sort of libertarian president, but uh, he's about the closest we've had in my lifetime for sure to you know, actually have the balls to, to bring the troops home from a country where war was not declared. There was no congressional approval. And I think it's, it's so funny that if you turn MSNBC, CNN, even on Fox news, they talk about, you know, pulling the troops out of Syria. Congress wasn't consulted about bringing the troops home. Congress wasn't consulted about this withdrawal. Well, Congress wasn't consulted about going in, in the fucking first place. So,
4: but they actually kind of were to interrupt this point. They declined oh. back when Obama was. I mean, they not only were they pretty much consulted, they yeah, declined no, 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 it to is, authorize. They it. Well, they
0: never actually the had a vote on it. It was going to come up, and then the public backlash was so yeah, such but that they did They, didn't could, do they it. could have. Rico, I yeah, think yeah. I could hear yeah. Goonies
2: when you unmute unmo- you your mic. Yeah,
0: unmute. God damn it. We've already discussed in the, the middle, gooties of, gooties in the middle of Rico's point. It's like this is our
4: time, <laughs> our time down here. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bad thing?
2: I, I think it's a welcome gooties? break. To be honest, it should be a feature for all the podcasts. Have goodies in the background. <laughs> all from 2019. All Lions Liberty podcasts. Goodies in the background. I think
1: that what you said, what you said, John, is like a fucking Greek tragedy. That you, Donald Trump is the most libertarian president of our lifetime. Is is a tragedy. It, I'm yes. not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's if you're probably right. I can't say for certain, but I have a at least a gut feeling that you're right, and that makes me so sad. It probably speaks
0: more to how non-libertarian presidents are in general, yeah. than it does. We're to talking about Donald the, the same person in
1: the same mirror you were talking about this who who enacted those steel tariffs that didn't seem to do so hot for us in our economy, but yet he still manages to make out as the most libertarian.
3: Well, yeah, there was also recently the, the bump stock ban, which that is not even remotely yeah. libertarian, but yeah, it's, I mean, look,
2: it's a, it's a very low bar. We're talking about every president goes in there, you know, Obama, anti-war, blah, blah, blah. Then he gets in there, continues wars, expands wars. Same thing. George W. Bush runs on a platform of non-imperialism goes in there Bombs the shit, that invades Iraq. So we're talking about a very low bar, and Donald Trump shockingly has surpassed it by doing the bare minimum. Really, I mean, what he's done—if you look at it—it's not even that much. We're talking about nine thousand troops brought home from the Middle East, but in the context of every other president increasing the troops there by seventy thousand, impressive. And uh, first step act compared to Obama pardoning what twenty-five people, pretty goddamn good. So, yeah, I mean, and deregulating things. So, again, man, we're comparing it to such trash. It's like, you know, you, you got two hookers. One hooker's got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> the other one's got herpes. You're like, well,
0: I'll take herpes. Herpes hooker. Fair enough. Whoever had the under on 25 way, minutes you until a hooker kids. analogy
1: from Brian, you win. You just, like, so I have to, have to choose from herpes or AIDS. This is my choice. This is this is what I've been reduced easy, to. It's an easy choice, though. Yeah, it's an I easy choice, of course. It's, it's an, an easy well, choice, but these AIDS are my choices.
0: Under, can, can it?
4: Is that? Can't AIDS be controlled? <laughs> with modern medicine, can't AIDS, or at least HIV, be much more <laughs> but controlled? But they have medicine, well, like it's Valtrex, you can control herpes.
1: Forever. Like, I feel like yeah. you... I don't know. I don't know how, which... <laughs>
4: well the fact that you just said i don't know now now you're adding some caveats i think herpes can
1: be more regularly controlled than aids at least more cheaply at least at the very (laughs) least more cheaply
4: (laughs) we got a title to the show magic johnson doesn't even have aids anymore
1: i bet he has herpes
2: (laughs) 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 at least with herpes you can control it where other people aren't going to get it if you have aids no matter how many drugs you take you bang somebody who doesn't have aids and you got the aids they're probably going to get the aids
1: wow Actually, that's not true. HIV is actually really difficult to contract, believe it or not.
0: Oh, I know. I'm trying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go telling that to people. So they're like, oh, it's a free-for-all. But as far as viruses go, it's kind of hard to contract.
3: Well, your immune system has to already be compromised in some way, right? Pretty much.
1: All right. AIDS, naughty or nice. Uh, Well, let's not get into it. Maybe maybe we'll have a a, a special show on... uh, this was uh, J.B.'s
0: pickup line on Friday nights <laughs> in
1: Philly. For like well, you know. Was, you know. Believe
0: it or not. Really actually hard. HIV is quite difficult to get. My name is J.B. I like
2: J.B.'s idea of having a special show. If you're not a Pride member, tune in for the 2019 special AIDS.
0: Maybe for the bonus show, we'll uh, talk about AIDS and herpes the whole and time. all that wonderful stuff. But somehow talking about Donald Trump leads to talk of SCDs just about every time. Weird how that works. <laughs> But um, so what is that? where does that put him for you guys in terms of the naughty or nice scale? Because, again, we're judging on what they're doing or what they've done for liberty. So, uh, you know, obviously he's done some good things in the last few weeks leading up to the show, uh, you know, at least, at least in words. He hasn't actually done anything yet. Let's be clear here. He's merely announced that he wants to pull troops out of Syria, announced that he wants to pull troops out of Afghanistan. And uh, frankly, I'll just believe it when I see it, just with everything presidents say in general, uh, but also with Trump, because – you know, it goes both ways. We know he says bad things sometimes that we're horrified by, but we realize, you know, he's just saying it as a negotiating tactic and it might not be what it is. So it could be the same with this. Maybe he's announcing a pullout and the real truth is going to be something not quite that. Maybe that's a negotiating tactic too. So I don't think we can give him
1: full credit for this stuff until it actually occurs, which won't be till after the show, obviously. So are we are going to give him the benefit of the doubt? Because I was just going to put him on the, on the scale that we've already set at probably a chlamydia level, you know? You don't want it. We're but, no longer doing naughty or nice. We're just judging, judging based on. Yeah, STD I will put him on the penis. on chlamydia for <laughs> for twenty eighteen. That mean not that. Yeah, bad, not that bad. Is... Like he did some bad, but you know, you, we can clear this up pretty quickly. Just you know, take your meds, you'll be fine. We can sort it out.
3: Well, I mean, I, I guess I'll go first on judging naughty or nice. <clears throat> so obviously, he's done some terrible shit. We talked about the tariffs. Talked about the bump stock ban. I mean, he's he's just generally a very disruptive guy, which I think is kind of a good thing for a president to be, at least under these circumstances. But I mean, the one thing, and Dave Smith pointed this out on his most recent podcast, that he is able to expose the media for what they are better than any public figure, figure president that <coughs> in history. I mean, just to be able to and who knows if he will follow through with the withdrawal in Syria and Afghanistan. But just by saying that, he's flipped all these Democratic pundits on CNN and MSNBC, all these politicians on the left, to come out sounding like fucking war hawks. It's, it's incredible to watch. So just based on that alone, and I reserve the right to change this going forward, but today I will give Donald Trump uh, a nice. Ooh, he gets a nice. All right. Let's move on. Brian, what do
0: you think? Naughty or uh, nice? I know where you're going to go with
2: Well. That. Because again, considering what he's done, uh, we're we just talking this year,
0: yeah, it's, or, a, it's a 2018. World? Not a year, nice, yes.
2: All right, well, again, the, the, the first step back to me is such a major, major accomplishment. No other president's really paid attention to justice reform. Trump has taken it on, he wants to do more with it. That is incredibly impressive. Saying, even saying you want to bring the troops home is something that presidents haven't really, well, I guess Obama said it but didn't do it. So I think that, uh, that. Considering those aspects, the tariffs aside, those suck, uh, and the bump stocks aside, I also want to point out one thing that you guys aren't considering. is from a libertarian perspective. Donald Trump also, by paying out these uh, prostitutes, is in <laughs> fact supporting uh, women and the uh, you know, legalized sex industry. Well, he has Stormy Daniels pays I mean, legal you're a fee, prostitute.
3: So Don't worry about there.
2: I'm just saying he's supported. So I, I give him <laughs> a nice. I'm already so drunk now. That was the idea. <laughs> no, I'll give him I'll give an overall uh, a nice for the year.
0: Yeah, he's getting too nice. It's JB who just uh, is coughing up something here. What do you think? Does this add up to a naughty or nice? Yeah.
1: I'm not I'm very unhappy about the whole steel and aluminum tariff thing and it's it's already the repercussions of it already seemingly from what I've seen been felt. Um so I think that is I try to weigh it. It's like the tariff is basically I'm torn. It's like he did he did do the trooper draw, which I'm 100 percent on board, but it is just words right now. It's not action. So do I do I put that in the plus category? Because if I do, I feel like I have to give him a nice. But if I just treat that as words that he'll ultimately go back on, which is very much in his wheelhouse to go back on what he says, then it's almost certainly a naughty. So I'm Although you gotta think it's gonna happen if
2: uh Mattis retires retires, resigns. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. So I'm thinking he's probably going to pull him out if his, you know, whatever fuck Madison's position is,
0: Secretary of Butts uh, <laughs> Defense or Butts, either one. <laughs> secretary of Butts. <laughs> so that's a nice again. All right. Uh, Rico, do you care to chime in from uh, Goonies for a second? Sure. It's on commercial,
4: so I'll be happy to. <laughs>
0: good um,
2: timing. Thank God.
0: Yes.
4: So I, I think you all raise good points, but in the past, we've always, or at least I've always said with the drone bombings, mm-hmm. you're still killing people. Yes, yeah. And they don't seem to have ramped that down at all. If anything, it seems to be going up more and more. Uh, the whole support for Saudi Arabia and their basically genocide in Yemen, um, pretty hard to to um, excuse that one. So even though he's done some good things that you guys have touched on, I'll still give him the naughty. He's better than Obama and G-dubs probably, but it's not enough to get the nice. Right?
2: Yeah, you make good points. I guess the way I'm looking at it in the context is uh, as opposed to other presidents, you know, like, cause Trump inherited a lot of this shit too. Like the Yemen thing was already going on before he got in
1: there. Was it? And, I don't know if it was. Yeah, yeah, it
0: started under Obama, but it it yeah, has uh, it, continued and ramped continued, up with full continued. support under Trump. Yeah,
2: thing so. with all these other these other wars that are going on, so he's continued them, which is not good. It's shameful and atrocious. But I'm, I'm viewing it in the context of what he's personally uh, taking. What is show. the
1: what's the Trump's administration's view on Yemen? Because I feel like I heard something, but I think it came out of Congress. to so. – withdraw our support for the war in Yemen. I, well, that was a recent Senate Yeah, vote. so yeah, that did come out of Congress. So what is the Trump's position His position, position
0: is that? basically, hey, the Saudis... Saudi's gonna do what Saudi's gonna oh, do. Oh, so they're, they're are on board just, with that. Uh, star of abomination to death. How do
1: we yes. become the Saudis' lapdog? I don't understand that. Shouldn't it be the other I mean, way around? Should... At the very least? I don't think it should think it I mean, be that way in any way. Sovereign nations shouldn't I be like... I should like, do a cow- whole
0: show with Scott Horton only about the relationship with Saudi Arabia, because that, that's a whole... Long-lasting topic of its own, but it it goes back quite a ways.
3: Well, they've had us by the balls over oil for quite a while, but they don't anymore. So, yeah. I don't know. So was that a was that a naughty from Rico? I that was, that a was a from naughty from Rico.
0: And I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. And as much as I agree with all the nice points, like I'll give him a nice if we're judging on president scale. I'll give him a nice on president scale. But this is liberty naughty or nice and steel tariffs, president liberty. Where's president yeah. scale? yeah Ah, it's the liberty scale (laughs) scale, the end of the day you're still overseeing the american empire and you're really the yemen thing is a deal breaker as long as you're openly and he is openly supporting the saudi arabian government and by you know by extension openly supporting the starvation of a country in yemen so i will applaud his desire to remove troops from these countries uh but to me, I, I want that. I want that to occur, and I will encourage it. But it's not enough to get you a nice. You need to do some some Ron Pauly and bring all the troops home, kind of shit, and 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 a lot of support for a lot more bad things for me to give you a full Liberty nice. I share the sentiments. I'm, I'm happy about the things that he is doing that are good, and I will continue to applaud them. But I can't attach him with a a you've been nice for Liberty full you know full scale label for all that. So I'm still going to side yep. with Rico here, and and plus. I kind of jealous that I'm not watching Goonies right now, so I want to side with them. Well,
2: I'm not. I'm not surprised we're split on this, but again, for me, it's like the first step act. If, if not for the first step act, it would have been a naughty. For and that the too, year. yeah, me that's too. another big point. But that's the thing is that that act because I'm like that addresses issues here in our country. Not to put, not to say like people getting murdered is secondary to people having their lives ruined and families ruined here, but I mean, in a way, it is because it's closer to home. It affects here our country and. The first step back, hopefully, is going to take a large portion of that and address it to stop these families being broken up. And like it, it really, even though it's just a little step forward, it does address a huge amount of issues and it's going to have ripple effects that are like untold. Absolutely. So that, again, for me, is really what put him over.
0: All right. So that's a three to two. Slightly winning the nice vote over Naughty for, for President Trump. And uh, I, I think at the end of the day, we all pretty much agree he's not libertarian. Uh, he does a lot of things, as any president would, that are not libertarian yeah, I wanna, I wanna uh, that we're going to speak out against. I don't against. know how but I got put down time, on the
1: nice because I was still conflicted. I think after, after oh, you I'm spoke, I, just, I think I I'm going to be a nice Naughty. I think it's three to two to Naughty.
3: We won you yeah. over. All right. So he's still it's, Naughty. J- JB's the swing <sighs> vote. Okay.
0: All right. So, so Brian and Odie are the big, always the big Naughty guys here.
3: I was going to say something else about Trump but let's just move on. We've talked Let's about move on. Him. I think he, he <laughs> takes up half the show either way, but you know,
0: that's that's how much he consumes the news. I think Obama when he was in office took up maybe 10% of the show. But it's impossible to be attached to politics without going through the Trump filter. Even when we go through these other stories, there's going to have the Trump filter on them in many ways. And I guess we'll just jump to this next one and then maybe we'll take a quick break. But uh, what about Rand Paul? I think almost everything. Rico's already taking a quick Rico's break. Rico's levitating. What's going oh, on? Rico's living in a quick break. So, But uh, moving on to Rand, For those on video, Rico's literally walking away now. But you know. And he still hasn't
2: replaced the light bulbs <laughs> in his chandelier that I told him to replace. This is why you got to be on Patreon, folks.
0: Um, let's talk about Rand Paul for a bit. We'll bounce around some thoughts about him. We'll take a quick break, and then uh, we'll tell some folks about the big deal we got going on for our Patreon subscribers or for, for new Patreon subscribers, particularly that sign up in the next, couple, in the next week or so here. Uh, but Rand Paul, I think the biggest difference between our analysis of Rand Paul this year and the year prior well, – I guess it was really two years prior that he was still a presidential candidate. But t- to me, the filter of Rand Paul is really purely as a senator. Uh, all that sting and, and kind of bad taste about the, his presidential campaign is, is kind of out of the way now. And basically you just look at him, and and I think so much of it is through his influence on Trump and through his his kind of communication with Trump. So like I said, Trump can never get out of this conversation. But it does seem that Rand has had a lot of influence on Trump. I don't know who influenced him more on the First Step Act. If it was Rand Paul or Kanye West, I think it might might be a toss-up there. In fact, we should probably add Kanye West to the Naughty or Nice list, to be honest here. Uh, but I do think that you know Rand seems to have the influence of Trump, even though – More than any senator, he actually votes against Trump more than any other senator, which speaks to Rand Paul's credibility in many ways. He will, he is, he will side with the GOP when it makes sense to, but he will, he will differ when when it makes sense. Yeah.
2: Also, in a way, not to give Trump more uh, credit, but Rand Paul votes against Trump more than anybody, but Trump also really values Rand Paul's input and definitely considers it. So it's, it's in a way it's, it's to Trump's uh, benefit that, you know, he. Does it hold it against Rand Paul? And you think Trump would be a vindictive asshole? Because God, look at his Twitter feed. But
0: if, if you know how to interact with Trump, I think one thing you can realize is if you treat him with a certain level of respect, which Rand Paul always does, he never goes low on Trump or, or attacks him in the way Trump's enemies attack him. Um, he will. You will get. You'll get what you give with Trump. If you show him respect, you will get it back. Um, if you show him uh, disgust and distaste, you're going to get that back ten
3: times more Maybe than you ever Rand fathom.
2: You to hookers. What's that? Have you thought about that? The Rand is now running hookers for Trump.
3: Well, is that I think, your theory? I think Rand, I think Rand has learned uh, from how horribly he handled Trump during the primary season, during debates, and it just backfired in his face. All Trump had to say was, ah, look at this
1: guy's hair. Come on. Whoa, just hit my mic. Falling, Careful, there, Odie. It's your turn now. How does it taste? How does it
0: feel? <laughs> Batten your mic around. A naughty for, for those
2: who don't know. JB dropped his mic seventeen times during the last podcast he was on.
3: But I, I mean, that my was basically my, my only point there. So, but I mean, Rand Paul overall. I guess I'll go first again. I don't want to go first on all of these, but I do like that. You know, I think it's important <laughs> with when you're in the Senate, you're in a unique position. If you, you know, pick a side, if you're, you just vote all the time with Republicans, or if you're Democrat, vote all the time with Democrats. You're not going to have any leverage. You're not going to have any ability to, to move the needle, to negotiate, to do anything. So I think it's I don't know if Rand is doing this intentionally. Doesn't really matter if he is or not. But by him picking and choosing on each issue, and, you know, he's not as principled as would like him to be, but he's the most libertarian senator that I've ever seen. So by doing that, he has given himself and this little bit of He's become maybe one of the most powerful, at least one of the most powerful Republican senators, which is pretty incredible to have the most libertarian senator be also one of the most powerful, who the president of the United States will come to him um, when he needs to vote for something. So, I, I mean, Rand's not perfect. He's not his dad, and he's never going to be his dad. I don't think he ever wants to be his dad. I don't think Rand will ever be president either, and I really don't care. I think he's a he's doing a good job as senator for... for uh, I guess for the way he's in, intended his own messaging to be. He he, he didn't uh, go his dad's path as being, you know, Doctor No and being Mr. Principal and following the libertarian line. But he's accomplishing a lot, I think, and he's he's uh he's moving the president, which is impressive. So I'll give I'll start out with two nices. Rand Paul gets a nice.
0: Right, I don't know how deep we need to go on Rand Paul. I think we'll probably share a lot of similar thoughts. But if anybody has anything to chime in to, uh, to add to uh, Odie's yeah, kind of summary, I, there, I think we hit Odie on a said. lot of big points. I have a,
1: I have a point. One thing, I, I um, Rand Paul gets a nice for me this year. I think he's he's been doing he's been doing the good work, and particularly um, his uh, his opposition to uh, foreign aid to Israel and. In, in, in case this is a very inflammatory topic, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to tread lightly. But, Why do you hate the Jews? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we we give about like four billion dollars to a first world developed nation every year in, in funds that they use for uh, quote unquote defense aid, which is true. They do use it entirely for defense, but defense aid that has to be spent in american defense contractors in terms of like you know like you know drummond or the people who make are the military industrial complex it's kind of a backdoor way to feed four billion dollars of american taxpayer money into the hands of the military industrial complex and and rand paul was he stood up against that and in in the danger of being portrayed as an anti semite and anti-israel That This is is a farce. This is a joke. We don't need to be giving $4 billion to a developed nation. This is just a way to basically put $4 billion of taxpayer money directly in a handful of companies' hands. And this goes against, you know, this is crony capitalism at its purest and most sweet and delicious tasting to the people who run our government. And the fact that he's willing to put himself out there and... You know, go against a very strong lobby group, and that could be potentially a caustic thing for him. He will get a plus for me just from that, you know, because to me, it's a joke that this is still continuing and that people don't see exactly why it is the way that it is. Number one, JB, it's not a plus. It's
2: a... plus. <laughs> And uh, no, you make a very good point. I was surprised to see Rand Paul rail against that because he had been, when he was running, I think for president or in the run-up to president, I was furious because he had said an attack on Israel is an attack on the United States. Basically lumping us in as in, if anything happens to Israel, we're going to go full-born to war in that, in the Middle East again, which was horseshit. So yeah, that was awesome that he did. Also, I want to add in on the front lines of the battle against the United States staying involved with the funding of the Yemen genocide. Rand Paul is leading that charge. I mean, he is the guy that the War Powers Act, bringing it back. I mean, he's staying up there saying, this is crazy. We need to limit this. We need to limit Trump's war powers, which... Again, it's, it's, it's impressive those two get along well because he is attacking Trump's ability to wage war unilaterally as presidents have been able to do because Congress has been too lazy to uh, slap him down.
0: In fact, I'll give a mini-nice, not for the year, but I'll give a nice to every senator who led that effort to vote against the, uh, the support for the war against Yemen. Whether it's Bernie Sanders or Mike Lee, there was really people from across – Across the aisle, so to speak, and usually when people come together across the aisle, it's usually for something bad, like the Patriot Act or a New War. So it was quite a positive thing to actually see the two sides coming together, or many prominent figures from those two sides, to actually try to stop something bad. Just in general, you don't see that very often. But yeah. so nice to everyone oh, gets ni-
2: Rand gets a nice from me, by the way. I forget. Yeah, he gets a nice, nice. from me.
0: It's hard to talk about. Rico, you got anything to add on Rand? I see some head nodding. I think that's probably enough. Nope. That's enough from you. All right, back to me.
2: Rico has something bad to say about everybody. Well, I remember when I did the Rand pluses and minuses episode. I think I had like one minus and five pluses. Like I don't know. Rand's been pretty. Ga- he's been
3: pretty damn good. So is that uh, a is that year. a nice from Rico? Thumbs up for a nice Rico. That's a all, nice, right. all right. So I think Rand, it's unanimous. It's it's uh, okay,
2: Rico, can we get a baby Ruth? Ah, uh, you missed it. I'm asking you to do it, idiot.
0: Baby. Well, that seems like a great time to take a quick break and get a word from today's sponsor, and we'll be back with some more Naughty or Nice. Hey, friends, I got to take a quick pause here to tell you about another great libertarian podcast out there. It's called Free Man Beyond the Wall, hosted by the artist formerly known as Mance Rader, now known simply by his real name of Pete Raymond. And I got to tell you, Pete is a machine. This guy brings you a new episode of his own every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And he has done some absolutely fantastic in-depth interviews. He's had on everybody from Ron Paul to Thaddeus Russell to Phil LaBond, the lead singer of All That Remains, a very diverse group of guests, not always libertarians. He also did a great show with a Washington DC insider lobbyist revealing a lot of the dirt that goes on behind the scenes in DC. He has done so many interviews that I have just said, darn, I wish I did this one myself. So I really do want to highly recommend checking out Freeman Beyond the Wall. You can find it over at freemanbeyondthewall.com as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and all those fancy podcatchers out there. All right, and we are back here once again with the Naughtier Nice 2018 special here with most of my favorite lions. Howie Snowden is missing. He is visiting his mom. We are all very disappointed we cannot get a special appearance by Howie and his mom together. We did have Howie on uh, briefly earlier for those astute listeners. Uh, but of uh, course, be sure to tune in. Free Man Beyond the Wall, a great sponsor of ours right now. We've been working with Pete Mance Raymond with a sponsorship recently, so be sure to check him out. He's been doing some killer interviews, and I also want to take a moment right now before we get into some more Naughty or Nices to let everybody know know about a very special offer we're running right now for new members of the Lions of Liberty Pride, new supporters on Patreon. We are just giving stuff away because the holiday time of year, the holiday spirit Anybody who signs up at any level of Patreon is going to get a free item of merchandise, even at levels where we don't currently offer that, which currently right now is only the $5 level. You don't normally get something, but right now you will get a free Lions of Liberty beer koozie if you sign up at $5 a month. Uh, if you sign up at $10 a month, in addition to the free T-shirt you normally get, you're also going to get a free Lions of Liberty uh, new hat, new winter hat that we have out, which is very snazzy. And then at $15 a month, you're also going to get, um, not also, but you're going to get a, Lions of Liberty new zip-up hoodie that we're also debuting here in the holiday season. And for anyone that signs up or upgrades, by the way, this also includes any current Pride members who do upgrade their pledge. Uh, for anybody at 25, you get every single thing I just mentioned, including your regular perks. You're going to get uh, an extra koozie. You're going to get an extra hat. You're going to get a zip-up hoodie. You're going to get all your t-shirts and posters and all that jazz you normally get for signing up at that level. So be sure to check out all of our different levels we offer over at patreon.com slash lionsliberty. We're giving it all away. It's the holiday season. We're feeling generous. We want you in here supporting the show. So please do check that out. Any other words to say, folks? But all the great content you can hear over at God.
2: Well, I will say that uh, Degenerate Gamblers is a show that we run on the, uh, the Patreon the best feed. Show. And it's hilarious. It's fantastic. Even if you don't like gambling, you will enjoy it immensely. If you we just like really stories. Yes, it's of like its 80% not about the gambling. I fail when
0: I listen to it. And it's 0% no. about Liberty. So if you're sick of that. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're sick of Liberty, there's a little bit. Sometimes it leaks in, but it's mostly just insane stories uh, about what happens in life.
0: Very true. Very true. All right. So I think uh, because two our first two guys took about 40 minutes to do, we're going to try to pound through these next set of people on the list. And anything we don't get to in the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to shuffle on over to the bonus episode, which we'll record as soon as we're done with this. Why don't we just bounce around? Uh, I'm just going to name people, and you guys can go. I'm not going to even set them up at all. Here's an interesting one, though. Again, of course, it's all through the through the, uh, the filter of Donald Trump. It's hard not to be. But what do we think of Kim Jong-un, 2018? Odie, we're sick of hearing you first. Rico's watching Goonies or something else now. Uh, how about JB?
1: Uh, he always gets a naughty for me. He's just a ridiculous bastard. He's... Being just being a a dictator of North Korea makes you the antithesis of liberty. So I can't imagine him getting anything else from but a naughty from me.
0: All right, straight naughty. No caveats for JB.
2: I will so in regards to Kim Jong-un, uh the man is still a brutal dictator who has murdered his way through uh keeping his regime in place. While while what's happened lately, like, you know, moving forward, getting that country opened up would be amazing. It hasn't happened yet. The progress is very impressive <laughs> and Trump deserves a lot. We, we didn't even talk about that. Trump deserves a lot of credit for that yeah. shit too. Getting North Korea in, at least on the surface denuclearized, but open up the borders. Talk about like, we talk about capitalism being the best way to get people out of poverty, which the North Koreans are. Surely is going to happen if they in any way start to trade. But that being said, he still gets a naughty because he's only doing it To benefit himself, because he knew his time was running out, that Trump was not a guy that's probably going to fuck around, and that uh, he's just trying to protect his own ass. So, he still gets a naughty, although the overall benefit is nice.
0: All right, well, uh, I'm just going to say, I think I have to apply, if I'm going to give Trump a naughty despite his good deeds, then I have to do the same for a brutal dictator like Kim Jong-un. But I can still applaud the good things, which are opening up the relations with South Korea, and hopefully leading to a more, uh, a less kind of a... war mongering environment in that region overall and it does seem like things are moving in that direction uh you know they cross the border they're opening up trains they're doing all sorts of stuff that wasn't happening a year plus ago so whether you agree with trump's tactics or not it does seem to be a pretty big factor in getting to where we are so how about just a a, an applause for the good and then a naughty still for being a brutal dictator
3: so he is a brutal dictator i I agree with that and He's been born into this oh, situation nice. of being raised as a brutal dictator. <laughs> so, if one wanted to not be a brutal dictator anymore, what would they do? You can't just stop one day and say, "I just, you know, want to convert to democracy." And you'll be sure overthrown you and killed.
1: Yeah, you could, you, you could, you could take some baby steps. Hold yeah, on. let him finish. Let him let finish. The man talk. He's digging his own grave. Going. Wherever he well, let him finish digging. <laughs>
3: Maybe you can. Um, Of course, of course, he could do that. Um, And I'm not even saying that's what he's trying to do. But so like the, the way I like to look at the North Korea situation is I like to picture if you know, if somebody was in charge of North Korea or was influencing the situation, you know, what is the end goal with North Korea? You want to have a a free society, right? I mean, that's be the end goal with any country. Some are closer than others, but North Korea is probably the farthest from being a free society. So, how do you get from the point of having your entire populace being enslaved to being a free society? It's it can't be a light switch, uh, and I'm not. I, I don't think Kim Jong-un is some uh, mastermind manipulator that is some liberty lover. He's not. I think he's a terrible, terrible person. But for us even to be talking about him here, questioning, you know, naughty or nice for the freaking authorian ruler of North Korea who has murdered people, to even bring up that question, obviously something has happened. Something crazy has changed. You have people in North Korea and South Korea, the, uh, what's it called, the demilitarized zone in the middle they've uh, destroyed uh, whatever obstacles they had between them they've rebuilt roads to, to, in order to go to go back and forth um, they've they're blowing up um, you know facilities on each side in order to shoot down people trying to infiltrate their there's been a lot of a lot of progress made and you know it's it's really it's Wrap really it hard it's really hard to give them a nice but I can't do it. He's, it's not. Yeah, He's I was, a I, I was waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All that buildup.
2: This is like the joke I used to tell people about the guy who goes to the circus. And it's like a 10 minute joke. And the whole purpose of the, the joke is to get people involved. No, not the aristocrats. I should tell it here, but our, we would lose too many Maybe listeners a bonus and patrons. Show. Maybe in may the moment of the show. But it's this joke about a guy that goes to the circus. He sees anyway, a clown. Then? The clown screws with him. So he goes to clown school. You tell this long joke, it's like 10 minutes long. And at the end of it, you think this guy is going to get revenge on this clown. And all he does is go up to him and go, hey, fuck you, clown. That was what Odie just did to him.
0: Spoiler alert. All right. Naughty for that joke. And yeah, uh, Naughty. Rico, anything to add? Naughty for Kim (laughs) Jong-un.
4: I I can't believe Odie just gave this long (laughs) soliloquy on maybe why Kim Jong-un wasn't a Naughty. (laughs) What What the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're you're losing all credibility over. Right, we're, we're failing
0: at the speed round idea. So let's let's jump to uh, one that I that I find interesting and we'll save some others for later maybe for the bonus show. But I want to jump to big AOC as a, as Brian affectionately calls her, Alexia. But uh I'll call her by her real name, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It really shouldn't seem like there's much of a conversation of naughty or nice uh when it comes to an open democratic socialist And um, Well, I guess I'll present a nice case in a way. Uh, Not a nice for any of her policies, obviously. I will present a nice for the fact that, much like Trump did, uh, she is able to get people interested in the conversation. Forget what the conversation is, but to bring more people into the dialogue of politics, she clearly is able to inspire people to be interested in things. And um, the other nice thing is how much entertainment she has provided all of us with her commentary. And really, as, as libertarian podcasters, we need the Gary Johnsons and the Bill Welds and the AOCs to be out there saying dumb shit for us to talk about. So I think for that aspect, that's a very great thing for her to be doing, saying a bunch of dumb shit that we can refute. Um, but okay. I, I do think she is highly underrated. I'm going to give her a naughty because I'm i not going to give a, an open democratic socialist a nice or anything. But I'm just saying she's an interesting character. I'm, I'm intrigued by her. And I think she is written off more quickly than she should be because I actually think she is a more intelligent politician than we maybe give her credit for. Much like people slam Trump for being stupid because mm-hmm. he says a lot of things that sound stupid. So does she. But I think she does it with some level of intention.
2: All right. I feel like this is the inner monologue that Mark uses when he's
0: masturbating,
2: thinking about oh, her in the shower. <laughs> to justify doing it, just to say. But no, I I disagree with two of your points. Uh, The first one that she's brought more people into discussion, all right, I don't know if that's a good thing. I think, if anything, bringing more people to the table that are buying into her idiotic policy points and uh, are taking it by her personality is not a good thing. We want people that actually know what they're talking about, that research into politics and have some idea about the economic ramifications. What she's pitching and the people that follow her are idiots. They're not the people that we're gonna reach or that actually understand anything they're voting for. They just are voting for it because they're like, yay, I feel in my heart I should do it. And also, she's not smart. Or actually, I would say that. Maybe she's smart, but she's uh completely illiterate when it comes to actually understanding the policy she's advocating for. And while you could say that she's like Trump and like throwing stuff out there, which maybe she is, she might just have good PR people. What she's doing and her statements are so stupid that even like rebutting them is a waste of time because they're already being taken to heart by all these morons that she's brought in. So pure naughty all the way,
3: 100%. Anybody, do it. I'll be, I'll be real quick with mine. Um, yeah, she brings no value to the table. I do think she's dangerous, though. I agree with Mark there. I think she's very dangerous and uh, probably could bring more idiots to the table than Bernie Sanders. So very bad, and uh, i give her naughty.
4: I'd just like to make a real quick comment. Um, apparently, she's below Kim Jong-un <laughs>
3: based on
1: Odie's uh, defense of her. Yeah, I'm seriously. That You, you dismiss her a lot quicker <laughs> than a brutal dictator that literally puts people in hey, death camps. Hey,
3: who's who's to say if she was not in the same position as Kim Jong-un, she wouldn't do the same thing as Kim Jong-un? I, she might be worse. I don't know. Boom. The
1: there. only people she'd put also, in death camps at- are us, okay? So maybe this is just self-preservation talking.
2: At least Kim Jong-un is a capitalist now.
3: I wouldn't go that. No, way.
2: That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> he will be soon, trust me you.
0: I think well, I think she gets naughties all around just like Kim Jong Un, but unlike Kim Jong Un, no no real caveats for for EOS. Though
1: though she um, did say that congressmen shouldn't get paid when the government gets shut down and I think that's the first person who's ever sat in one of those seats to say that. That's something I
0: meant to bring up because that's that's probably the best thing she's it's ever said. It's
1: like saying. if the government's shut down, that's why are we still getting paid? And that's a that's a yeah. good question. Yeah, <laughs> But the only should bad be the first thing one with that is
3: if they did that, it, they'll never shut down the government. And I like when the government shuts down. Good point. You know what's annoying about government
0: shutdowns <laughs> is that they only shut down... Like the three things people sort of like sometimes, like they're they're taking national park workers away, and uh you know I think when Obama was in, they closed like the national mall at DC. It's yeah, like the few things some some people actually go and enjoy, that's what they attack. But you know the TSA is still going to grab your balls. The war on drugs is still going yeah, to exactly. There's still going to be federal SWAT SWAT raids. Drone bombs continue all day long. That's not affected. Every single bad thing still goes on. But like the three things people don't completely hate. Is yeah, no one's going to
1: stamp my parking pass at Yosemite. That's pretty much the, the only thing yeah, that happens. Exactly. That guy makes too much money with that stamp. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. So what else should we dig into? Now I'm kind of thinking since we have a few things we wanted to touch on. Um I think we save all the libertarian party stuff. We have a few libertarian party related things. We're gonna shuffle all that to the bonus episode. Yeah, That's my executive you know, can, decision. Can we can no? we talk
3: about one? Okay. I think a, a, sure. An interesting one for me would be Arvin Vor. Quickly, Arv- Quickly overruled. All right, we'll do Arvin Vor. Naughty or nice. You go first, Mark.
0: I go first. Ooh, tables are turned. <laughs> Um, While I do not agree with every meme or uh, Facebook post that Arvin Vora has posted, including some that have gotten him in trouble, I do appreciate his efforts and his attempt in his own way to... Keep the Libertarian Party principled, to keep it um, from being watered down, to openly self-assess himself, as he did in my interview with him that I did uh, live at the Libertarian National Convention. You can hear that in the LNC episode. I believe it was part one of that, but I'll post that in the show notes. Uh, he said he tried a way where he had a more watered down message, and what he found was that when he went to um, libertarian party meetings and um, you know conferences all across the country, he found that people were in the libertarian party that literally didn't know that you know. Technically, funding schools uh, through coercion was against the platform. Uh, he didn't, he would find people that truly were in the Libertarian Party and through no fault of their own, because they were not told so by anyone else, had the wrong idea of what libertarianism really is. And he made it his mission to change his ways and to go the complete opposite direction and be very stern and very forthcoming and, and bombastic about what the Libertarian Party should stand for. And while I might not agree with his entirety of his approach uh, from a persuasion aspect, I do appreciate his efforts to do so. And I think if I'm going to have to judge naughty or nice on the scale, if I'm almost giving Kim Jong-un a nice, I have to give Arvin Vora a nice overall. That's my view.
3: Well, if, if Arvin Vora was the authorian leader of North Korea, oh, what God. would he do? That's, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I mean I I do I do agree with you and i I've heard those interviews and I, I got to meet Arvin at the Libertarian National Convention. But it's just so hard to get past just the really the terrible job he did with messaging when when he was vice chair of the LNC. Just just fucking things up and the whole thing pretty much where I forget what the wording was exactly, but almost defending pedophilia to a degree in a wishy washy yeah. way that was just Terrible messaging, and I, I I like Arvin, and I'm glad he's running for president. But yeah, I'll, I'll give him a, a naughty just based on the the tail end of his of his run as vice chair of the of the Libertarian Party.
2: I also give him a naughty again, coming from a like a PR uh, pros perspective. You cannot have somebody that's the vice chair of the party posting stuff on social media that's widely reported on, at, like Odie said, almost advocating for pedophilia or calling every single person in the military a uh, baby murderer or whatever it was. That's just, it's such bad imaging because like, while we always say like, look, you should have your freedom of speech, you should be able to say, it. I agree with that. You should, but have some common sense to it because all the good that he might've done, and he's a very intelligent guy and I agree. I, I actually do like him and I think i he can speak well for the party. Having those extreme points of view is exactly what sets libertarians back rather than helping us move forward. Not even points of view, but voicing them in a way that is easily taken as a soundbite or a clip and then broadcast out well, to the world. If,
0: that, if, that, if that's your concern, you then you get a naughty for your entire show. And so do, so do <laughs> all of us true, for, for things we've true, said over the man. course of the years. Also
2: <laughs> true, but I'm not vice chair of the party. True. Nor or do for. I see that in your future?
3: <laughs> also, apparently Arvin had a podcast a, a, a Libertarian Party podcast as vice chair that nobody ever knew about. Called
2: Voracious. Yeah.
3: Good job. Voracious. That,
0: that.
1: that should have been what it's called.
0: <laughs> JB, any thoughts on the uh, Voracious? I'm going to
1: give him about. a nice. Um, I think he's an uh, intelligent dude.
0: The, the former progressive. Yeah. This is really right. interesting That's to me. what I'm thinking yeah. of
1: all the people, the former progressive. When we like, started okay. our,
0: our Liberty chain, JB was on it many, many years ago, our email chain. He was, I wouldn't say you were a staunch progressive at then, but you leaned that direction. Here you are now defending Arvind Vora as a, as a nice I, I'm, I'm very excited to hear about
1: him yeah, I'm gonna give him a nice I think I think he he blew away his competitors in his his debate on the show and he he comes I've never met him myself but he comes across as a very intelligent dude, very opinionated guy who knows his stuff and you know sometimes that's gonna he's going to say some uncomfortable things, some unpopular things that's not going to bring people who are on the fence or people who might not be fully on camp on board but you know i do i do admire his principle even if he will say some things i don't necessarily agree with i i respect his his bravery essentially in putting it out there and you know i think i think he's i i his his level of principle is something that i don't often see in the Li- libertarian party's like hierarchy and for that you know i'm gonna i have to give him a nice four This so this, someone has to be the asshole of the group, and I think he does that well, and I say that as a term of endearment. For us, it's Brian for the Libertarian Party.
4: It's, yeah, it's a, I, and oh, it's very
1: much a term of endearment if he does actually hear this. I, I give him respect for it, too. I think somebody has to fill that role, and he fills it well.
0: We have a very interesting situation here where Arvin Vora currently has two nices and two naughties. Can, can we go to Rico so, for this Depending goes? on what movie he's watching right now, I think we got to go to Rico even, for the yeah, tie vote here. Rico's reading...
2: He's watching sports. He's got Goonies on in the background.
0: Uh,
4: it's gonna be a tie. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a draw. You're gonna
0: abstain? I,
3: I, yeah, I have no idea. He's never heard of Rico's I'm never heard of 10. Arvin Vora.
4: So
0: <laughs> who's that dude? It's
4: gonna, gonna be on Rico's
3: Liberty draft team though. He, now he knows <laughs> the his name. very
0: <laughs> the very first naughty or nice draw in history, Arvin Vora.
2: The, the rest room. of us are all engaged. Watching Rico, it's like watching somebody on Twitch play uh video games, except he's just not doing anything. He's just <laughs> watching television. <laughs> Sitting in place.
0: Alright, I say we hit one more before we before we go to the bonus show. Um there's a couple options here. Would you, would you guys want to do Stone and Parker? And we talked about it at at, at length sure. on Brian's show, so I mean I really I don't do have like an I opinion. Right, but.
1: Yeah, neither do I. I didn't catch the the end, the, the the two two end. What was the what was the recap you did when um with the Amazon, the part 2 of the Amazon story. I didn't I didn't watch that so I don't know how it came to fruition. I that would really affect my vote.
0: Why don't we only toss this one to Brian as the expert on the subject? There we go. Have have Matt Tr- Stone and Trey Parker slid too far to the left side of things or do you think they're doing you kind of touched on this in your conversation with Dan Smotz on your uh, episode the other week, but is this, <coughs> is it more of a long con or are they are they slowly revealing their if not libertarian bents then they're trying to show both sides of things uh Sort of we're, we're
2: ruining the whole con of uh, teasing the, the hey, are they socialists? And then you got to join the Pride to find out if they are or not, because we do the South Park recaps every week, Mark. But I guess, I guess I'll guess i reveal it. <laughs> well, uh, you already aired a whole no, episode
0: so, for free on your show, so, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, but that was to get people involved. Let's get them more involved. The tease first them. hit's that free, baby. let tease them that. Uh, That was was
2: mostly because I had no voice. I was like, I'm just going to use this on the show. They're lucky I didn't just use me uh, talking to my wife for an hour. Um, So anyway, yeah, what happened was uh, South Park basically had touted, they had an episode touting a lot of socialist values. And it was this Amazon box, a man that got trapped in the box and he became a Marxist advocating for the workers, like the Amazon workers. And I don't want to re- break down the whole episode, but the, the following episode, my opinion was that this was a long con. Like they were setting everybody up because there was no defense of libertarian values or capitalism. It was just all Marxist philosophy in this episode. So I said, okay. I was angry and I watched it, but I said, okay, I think this is classic South Park, setting up the long con. They're drawing you in just so they can rebut it in the next episode. And as it turned out, they did in fine fashion. They came back, they had this whole... Uh, <coughs> bike parade metaphor wherein the kids were competing in the bike parade. They then wanted to ban the bike parade for being offensive when they realized they couldn't win it. The bike parade is a metaphor for capitalism and the socialist slash Marxist want to cancel the quote unquote bike parade because they can't win it. Thus they want socialism. So they did redeem it in a large way. It was a very good final episode. They really uh, came back in a lot of ways to me, although they still don't get a uh, a passing grade for me on advocating that global warming is settled science, which I do not quite agree with personally. But overall, I would give them a nice. I think they're still on our side. They won you back. They get a nice.
0: They really put you on edge there all season, which you can hear more about by joining us on Patreon to hear the all of the South Park recaps from Brian and our good friend Dan Smots.
2: Yeah, it was touch and go this year. But yeah, Dan and I do a, a, a like 15, 20-minute recap every week for our listeners.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll disagree with you. That seems like the way to go. Since I haven't watched the show once all year, I've only listened to your recaps. So
2: I think I think one more we got to do on this main episode is yellow vests.
0: All right, yellow vests. Let's do it. Uh, they're stylish. I think they're you know good to wear in the holiday season. They help <laughs> you. So, yeah. I give them a nice, Not warm.
3: I, I would just actually. Say, I think we I should just start assume with. Assume JB is the expert
0: here. Uh, yeah, let's start with JB here. The yellow vests, of course, o- are, uh, other than knowing how to the... say yellow vest
1: in French, that's as best you're gonna get. Out of.
0: <laughs> Come on, you
1: French
2: bastard! Don't you have any family? I do, here?
1: and you know I sympathize with them, but ultimately you have to realize what the French people are like. They they like to riot, and they are socialists to the core. So <laughs> while they're rioting against the yeah. tax, they're advocating for things that would require more tax. So, like, <laughs> what do you, how do you want me to respond to that? You know, their demands are things that would increase their tax burden, like, astronomically. So, so what am I supposed to do with this? How do I work with this?
2: You know, like, 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 it is, are we giving, are we giving them a naughty or nice or are we giving the movement and what it could indicate a naughty or, or nice? You can interpret it however right?
0: you like. That's the nice yeah. thing about freedom.
2: All right, JB. So, what do you think?
1: You're, what's your interpretation? How would you give it? What's your? I dream? give it ultimately, despite Climidia, dis, despite herpes. their despite oh. me disagreeing <laughs> with their, their demands and what they're proposing, I will have to give them a nice just to show that you know civil insurrection can still change policy. You can get out in the streets and can and demand that your government not do something that the people have decreed is not acceptable, and the fact that you that. They've shown that this, yes, this is still possible, that something that the government is decreed will be imposed upon the people and the people say, we're not going to take this shit. And then they and then they they go, they pull back from it. I think that's incredible.
0: Well, that's both uh, that's uh, both, I guess, um, inspiring, but also frightening because masses of a mob of people can also advocate for some very terrible things. So, I mean, I, I guess that power could be used both for good and evil. Yes, that's
1: true. So yeah, again, I'm back to being indecisive in whether this is a good or a bad thing, but ultimately what brought them out to the streets was a bad thing and they got it rescinded. So, I'll give them a nice.
2: I agree. I would also wow. I'll nice. give it I'll give it a nice even though like JB with uh, with a lot of caveat because as we said, they're at, they want a lot more uh social welfare And the French. The French already have like the Lowest number of working hours, like the most benefits, like they already have a a sweet socialist deal going over there. But what I like about it is that you have people at least publicly standing up very visibly against this global movement, which people have not voted for. Like unilaterally, these countries have gotten together and said, we're going to try to restrict emissions to curb global warming, even though there's no fucking models that even prove that it's happening. We have no indication of what's actually happening with global warming. These people have very publicly and visibly said, this is bullshit. On a working level, which is where the people get affected the most, we are not going to stand for this. The elites up there in your white towers that make these uh, these grand proclamations are fucking us over and we're not going to stand for it. So that, for me, is a, uh, a major thing.
3: Well, you know, I, I don't know. So are they really saying that they don't believe in... Climate change, or are they just saying they don't want to pay the tax? <laughs>
1: they don't want to pay the fucking tax, <laughs> oh, no, well, and saying, I don't blame them. No, it's one like, of, it's one of <laughs> that's about. all that makes, they say. Like, like.
0: Okay, Rico has a candy cane. But the crazy, I
3: know Rico. The crazy thing is
2: sucking a candy cane. It's awful to see. <laughs> the,
3: the crazy thing is, I think that if if they come back and this okay, all right, we're not going to tax you. We're not going to tax gas. They just move the tax back to the corporate level, which would still trickle down to the people, they probably would say, oh, okay, good. You're taxing those goddamn evil corporations.
2: Which maybe. But what I what I like is at least like I said, like the visible aspect to me is the point. Is that the whole narrative that these left-wing media people push is that everybody's on board except like the oh these idiot conservatives or libertarians, these deniers. They're showing that people on the working level are not going to stand for taxation that's levied on them in the name of climate change now they may or may not believe in climate change but they're not going to stand for the tax and that's what i've been telling everybody is you cannot say we're going to go to clean energy because it's not affordable yet and the people it fucks over the poorest people which is what leftists don't like to hear because they pretend that they're for the working class but they advocate for policies that fuck the working class
1: that's what my my i'm still as as far as like global warming i'm still very much undecided whether or not it's anthropogenic. I actually have as never done... Really, as everyone I haven't done should the, be. I haven't done the scholarship to be one way or the other. But what I do tell to people, um, liberals that I meet, is that these these impositions that you put on developing countries are inherently unfair. You look at the United States and Western Europe that built their economies, their c- civilization, their, everything they have on coal and oil, particularly coal, and all of a sudden you decide... That these countries that have nothing can no longer burn coal to get to the point that we are i'm like when i say that to a liberal you should see their faces there is no retort to that i'm like how do you how do you like kneecap these people who are just trying to get up to the level almost to the level that we are burning coal for like 200 years and all of a sudden say that they can't do it they have to use something vastly more expensive that they can't afford. Only,
2: only windmills for you, Somalia.
1: Isn't
3: that sort of the bridge that the Paris Accords were supposed to be? Was, okay, well, you guys, because that's so, hard to do, we can't, you know, just, to make that leap is impossible. So we'll just give you a shit ton of money, and then maybe that'll help. Isn't that pretty yeah. much what the Paris In, in reality, are? it's just going to subsidize inefficient energy while yeah. still yeah. depriving
0: them of economic growth. <laughs> yeah. Best of both crony worlds, I guess. <clears throat>
3: Anyway, I guess I didn't weigh in on my naughty or nice. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know the intimately, really, what's behind the yellow vests and if it's if it's all good or all bad. I know. I don't think it's a really. Uh, I don't think every one of the movements on the same page. Maybe there are some good people involved. It's probably some terrible people If you involved.
1: if you follow it, it's there's like multiple like major leaders and they clash. They were supposed to meet with Macron. They couldn't decide who was going to meet with Macron. This is France. Everything's a mess. Yeah. So, based on that, based on it being the French, I'm going to give it a naughty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Based on it being the French, I'm going to give it a naughty based on it being ultimately a socialist movement (laughs) that's demanding higher minimum wages and demanding subsidies for certain things. And while I do like seeing Macron sweat and I do like the aspect of rebelling against attacks at all, I think that's cool. They're burning private property. They're burning cars. They're busting up businesses. I can't really give that a nice from my perspective. So. Naughty. Naughty everybody. Everybody gets naughties for me, except Arv and Vora. <laughs> Rico, do you have an opinion? Yeah, well, I
4: just think the uh, bar for nice has dropped quite low this year. That's why I'm trying to give everybody nice. Like, well, you're, you're engaging in your uh, right to protest, so nice. It's like, well, is that all we have to do? As Whatever.
2: Rico eats a candy, Naughty candy cane. Naughty for me. Should Rick, we do a Rico, Naughty or, fuck, or Nice? Who the fuck right actually down. eats a candy
1: cane? I have not had a candy this cane. This is since I was not two. a
4: can. This is a sweet tart candy cane. <laughs> oh,
1: whatever. Yeah, the ones <laughs> that don't taste like peppermint nice. are way better.
4: I have some sour yeah, patch kids candy, candy canes suck in my house. Garbage. You eat a regular candy cane, you're an asshole.
0: I do believe it is time very soon to move on to the bonus episode where those aforementioned members and hopefully new members they're gonna get all sorts of free stuff tossed their way are going to hear us talk about maybe some inner libertarian party po- politics but before we do so I want to give a big shout out to another of our sponsors today that is Nick McCone with his podcast Sounds of Liberty and uh Sounds Like Liberty I'm sorry Sounds Like Liberty and uh, a really cool project that he's put together and I'm going to toss it to the official pitchman for that which is going to be John Oderman. Official
3: pitchman. Right wow.
0: Freedom saw who the guy the official pitchman is the guy who couldn't even get the I'm name
3: sorry.
2: right. I'm sorry. I just have to laugh of if, if he had a podcast called Sounds of Liberty And it's like, what would that be? Just people orgasming over uh, individual
3: rights?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the sounds of like people doing. It's actually,
3: it's actually a great show, and this is a great idea Nick has. It's something that you know, I myself, I've signed up for it. I'm a big supporter of it. What it is, in a nutshell, is they're going to send you. For every day next year, three hundred sixty-five days, a song with a libertarian message, every message day. and then breaking that song down, um, really talking about lyrically what it means, um, giving you the ammunition to really uh, use that song if you're, you know, gonna go out on Facebook and, and debate someone. And uh, yeah, it's it's really easy to sign up. All you have to do is go to soundslikelibertypodcast.com dot com slash three sixty five. And yeah, Nick's a, uh, been a supporter of the show for a long time. He's a good guy. He's pairing up with Luke Tatum of the uh, Culture of Peace podcast and Sherry Voluntary, who I don't know what podcast she has, but I think it might be the Sherry Voluntary podcast. I'm not sure.
0: That's <laughs> a good Sherry show, on that show I believe. Yes. <laughs> All I know is I think her Twitter icon looks like Carmen San Diego. Well, that may be true, but also, uh, just so you guys know, it is only you can. I do this for eight dollars a month, but you can also do a one-time payment of sixty-five for the entire year, which is obviously a much much better deal for the math whizzes out there. So you get a a different song every single
3: day. I think uh, the most important thing is Nick's going to close uh, membership to it on the thirty-first. So you gotta you gotta get you know you can't sleep on. the there's urgency to right now.
0: Yeah, I just did the math. It's $5.41 a, uh, a month if you do the one-time payment as opposed to the $8 monthly. So, I do recommend uh doing that and you get a whole year of Liberty Music and you're going to get all this background info. It's really going to give you a lot of philosophic ammo, you know, for your next Facebook debate, your next real life debate. It's a really cool project. So, we definitely want you guys to check out freedom365.com and of course Check out what we're doing. The bonus stuff, all the bonus content that we're going to record right now. You're going to find that over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash lions of liberty. Anything else to add, folks? Just Any so final I'm words? I'm still
2: drunk and a little hungover, but I feel a lot better now. So the bonus show is probably going to be better than we'll the regular see. show. And my left eye is still yeah. very much more closed than my right <laughs> eye.
3: The interesting and maybe part we'll is Brian even get looks mom worse, the but sounds better. So that's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is funny. That is funny and true. All right, folks. Well, uh, maybe even Rico will join us here for the sign-off. But until next time, until New Year's Eve, that's the next time you'll hear from me. You'll hear from both Odie and Brian. Of course, before that, Brian on Wednesday with Electric Liberty Land and Odie on Friday with Felony Friday. I, be- I, fe- I believe we're going to be hearing stated. from both of you on both of those shows, from what I understand. It's true. We're pretty lazy. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to hear your lazily produced shows to round out the new year. And then we're going to cap it all off one week from tonight with a New Year's party, a Lions Liberty New Year's party. Like only we know how. All right. Until next time, folks, live
2: long.